Oh, yeah, you are there. Well, I guess we can only do this through the phone. Anyways, welcome to our first episode of our podcast. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. We're very professional here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very professional. No professional people have done things before this way with the stuff. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Well, um, how do you want to get things started off, Jesse? I already forgot the outline. (laughs) Here, hold on. Let me pull that out real quick. All right. Oh, we're supposed to uh, introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Lucas. And I am Jesse. Oh, hey, Jesse. How's it going? I'm pretty good. Hey, what's up, Pablo? (laughs) Not much. They don't know my alias yet. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, his <clears throat> his actual name's Lucas, but uh, we met through um, Bible quizzing, and uh, my friend introduced me, and I just <laughs> told me his name was Pablo, and I was like, oh, okay, this guy's name's Pablo, and, uh, and it wasn't. What's <laughs> flow anyway? He's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, my name's Pablo. <laughs> What's funny is my voice is actually higher than what you just tried to do. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> so, um, this podcast is just us talking about a few things. Uh, specifically, today, we're going to be talking about faith. Uh, so, if you haven't guessed by now, yes, this is a religious-esque podcast. We're definitely going to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, I'm enjoying the background music. I didn't put that there. I'm easily distracted. But yeah, um, we're going to be talking about a few different things. Uh, I don't really know what the next episode is going to be on, but let's focus on this one. Uh, so, Jesse, you want to start this out? Jesse? You still there, buddy? Uh-oh. Hello? Well, let me try texting him. Are you there? Slight difficulty today. It is the first episode, so I mean, I I didn't expect anything less. Let's see here. Oh, there you are. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I don't know what happened there. I could hear you that whole time. I was talking. I don't know what happened. And that was our segment called Lucas Rambles On. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, indeed. All right, so faith. Um, this is, I think, a subject that most people kind of typically get wrong. They, they uh, focus... Uh, more on uh, the, a, a description of it instead of uh, what, you know, its real definition is from the Bible. So um, a lot of people go straight to uh, Hebrews 11, 1 uh, as, well, as the uh, definition. But I think 
from what I've heard and from what I have uh, the lot of uh, teaching that I've been listening to, that's actually more definition. So uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it just says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So a lot of You cut out again. All right. Oh, there you go. You're back. Okie dokie. <laughs> so apparently I can't leave <laughs> this app on my phone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I have to leave my app recording screen open. And whenever I switch, I guess it cuts out. So that's cool. Uh, um, so uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I got the verse on that. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Well, I can't um, read it for you right now. It's letting me out of the app probably because I'm the host. Uh, so if you need me to read it, I got you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, if you could read that. Then. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, so a lot of people... Um, they take that verse and they focus on hope for um, and, you know, not seen. But if you were to really look at that, it's the evidence of things and um, that other part. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like totally blinking. Let me just pull it up here. He was a little one. So yeah, that... Um... When you look at the Hebrew definition for evidence, uh, it's proof or a conviction. So not even actual physical evidence, but a conviction. And substance there is uh, a setting under support that is figuratively, concretely essence or abstract or abstractly assurance. So a confidence. Uh, and so... When you, when you take a look at that, it's now faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the con of things not seen. and Or the proof, the proof or conviction of things not seen. So that's, it's, no, it's more or less not, how do I, how do I put this? It's not, oh, it's, it's things that I hope for and because I don't see them, I, I believe in them. Well, kind of. Uh, it's more or less, what do you know about what you're not seeing? What kind of action yeah. are you taking yeah. for this belief you have? Is there any substance behind it? Is there any proof in your life behind it? And that's that's kind of where faith is starting to be defined. Uh, I mean, what? who was it? Uh, Paul and Peter had the argument, I think, of... Mm -hmm. uh, Faith, faith isn't require works, but then the other one was, well, faith without works is dead. And I have the verse somewhere written down. I'm positive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's James, too, you're talking about there. James. Faith without works is dead right there. I think that uh, from really 14 through uh, 20 something there. Yeah, that's so uh, faith. Which is, yeah, I, I, yeah, in that verse, Hebrews 11, 1, it kind of hints at what faith 
really is. It doesn't tell you straight out. So a lot of people use that verse, you know, to say hope, you know, just really believe in it. Just, you know, hope for it, you know, pray and it's going to happen, which isn't really what faith is. Faith um, is, I think, best defined in Second Peter 1, <clears throat> 1 through 5. And that says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life in godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these he might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And then um, verse 5, it says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. So that whole uh, verse 1 through 4 is telling us all what faith is exactly, that have attained light, precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. You know, great grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. And verse three is again says through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So that's telling us really what faith is. And that's really simply uh, put, it's our knowledge of God. Um, so really knowing him and having a relationship with God is actually what real faith is defined as in the Bible. Yeah. And, and when you take a look at, people going going through the bible and showing their faith i mean take take a look at abraham he didn't really at that time know god all he heard was someone telling him to get up out of his country and go but what what when you take a look at that he knew he heard a voice he knew the voice was divine and so therefore he acted on that knowledge and went so he acted on that faith that he knew that this was a divine person uh, well, don't really know if you want to call him a person. He's God. He's the spirit. But, um, and going going through other things. I mean, take a look at Jonah. He he had faith in God, but when he ran away from Nineveh because he mm. didn't want to preach to those people, he didn't want them to be forgiven. He knew. I I don't think he ran away because he didn't want them to be forgiven. I think he, well, no, that's, that is the case. I don't think he ran away because he didn't think God could do it. I think he ran away because he knew God would do it. Exactly. And so exactly. he acted on that faith rebelliously and fled. Yeah. And when the storm hit, he knew exactly what was going on because of his knowledge of God. He knew exactly why they were in the middle of that storm. And he knew what he needed to do in order to stop it and save everybody else. It was because exactly. of that knowledge he was able to act on that faith. So it, it goes hand in hand, like you were saying, putting on, adding to all of this faith or adding to our faith with this knowledge. When we do that through reading the word and praying and getting more connected with him. And that's mm-hmm. what I find amazing about faith uh, is, yeah. is, is, yeah, it's, it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But how do you, have that substance yeah you gain knowledge for it 
how do you get that evidence? Well, you find it in the knowledge. You find it in the Bible whenever you're yeah. reading. You find it in real life scenarios when you witness miracles, when you yourself, when you see someone get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, uh, I totally agree with what you're saying on Jonah there. Um, I've heard it <clears throat> said, and I think this is a pretty, it's a theory that I think stands up for itself uh, when explained, but uh, Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh and uh, say, you know, 40 days, you know, if you don't do this, or it, there was no actual, uh, excuse me, there was no actual if. It was just 40 days, the city's going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And Jonah knew what, the character of God, and he realized, hey, why Why is God even telling me to go to the city and say, hey, in 40 days, you're going to be destroyed, <laughs> if there isn't actually a possibility that maybe they could do something about it, they could repent and turn from their wicked ways, you know? Yep. And he, and so I think he realized that and he did not want to be called false prophet because of that. He's like, Hey, I'm going to go to Nineveh. I'm going to tell him 40 days, you know, you got this time to, or 40 days, you're going to be destroyed period. That's, that's supposed to be it. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was like, what if somebody realizes, Hey, why is this guy telling us this? If, if, if it's just supposed to happen, maybe, maybe we can do something about this. Maybe we can, you know, get our knees and, and, you know, repent and change our lives and, you know, give our lives to God and all that. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and so I think, and I've also heard too, that uh, the people think they're not sure it doesn't say it in the Bible, but that the book of Jonah was actually written by himself. And that's, uh, that to me shows some real maturity. If that's true on Jonah's part to be able to, you know, however long it took, if he did write this after these events happened, to be able to look back and say, okay, God, you know, I didn't trust you, but you had a plan the whole time, you know, yeah. and to have that humility to even be called potentially a false prophet. You know, he prophesied something and it didn't come to pass. So that I think he had a certain understanding of God that was like, all right, I'm okay to do this plan. You know, he kind of struggled with it at first. He ran from that, but eventually he's like, okay, I can't, I can't say no, you know, I got to go and do this. And he did. And that city, you know, was saved as a result of that. So I think that's, that's a really great point that you brought up there. Yeah. And, and not only that, but back to the whole knowledge part, when you take a look at, uh, Jews back then there was no Holy Ghost there was no you get it you receive the Holy Ghost and repent of your sins and you're forgiven and that's good and then as long as you stay on the right path and repent every time you have a fault you're fine well back then Mm -hmm. it was a lot different back then it was okay well you need to perform a sacrifice to roll your sins over to the next year Mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you're following every single law that we have so that way you well god god had a lot less laws there's the laws of god and the laws of man we're not going to get into that today though because we don't have time i don't know how long this records but um but when you take a look at what they could do you could become a jew if you became circumcised now you would be considered a dog 
which is, again, another story, uh, and a Gentile, but you could still become a Jew. <clears throat> and when you take a look at a parallel for Jews then and Christians now, the Jews had very distinctive looks with the way they dressed, the way they acted, the way they ate, and they were a huge example to all of those around them. And so when you heard of the Israelites or the Jews or the Hebrews, you knew you, you had an image in your head and you had exactly what they looked like. So when you take a look at Nineveh, they acted on their own faith because they knew that they could change. They knew that they could be considered a Jew and a child of God because they were given an example. And that was the whole purpose of God setting them apart. That's why he says that we're, uh, oh gosh, I can't even paraphrase right now. Chosen generation, a peculiar people, were meant yeah. to be noticeably different. Yeah. And yeah. it's because of that, people knowing that we're different, people seeing that, that they can act on faith, they can act on that knowledge that we're different and go over there receive the Holy Ghost or in that time become a Jew, become saved, get on their knees and repent, or in their case, sackcloth and ash. I believe they all shaved their heads. I'm not entirely sure what that was about, but they they were able to act on faith because they were given an example. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's <clears throat> and what's what I find really amazing about this too is this is all before um, God became manifested flesh as Jesus, you know, Jonah yeah. and Abraham and Elijah, all these prophets and, you know, uh, great men of God that were just, they didn't have that mediator that we do, that mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. We can know God. Mm -hmm. physically we can actually be able to look on his face and you know uh just that when he was here on earth you know the disciples they could touch him you know they could you know bump up against him in a crowd and all that and that it just shows that man what what a gift we have um and and that's that brings up another subject um <laughs> i know we're uh, talking about faith but there's this um, uh, dual nature that some people believe in. It's kind of a tricky subject, but uh, I believe that God was fully man and fully God when uh, you know manifest as Jesus. He's. Uh, I don't think God has a limitation to become flesh. You know, I don't think that's going to corrupt His perfectness. You know, I think God's stronger than that. He can be flesh and oh, he yeah. had yeah exactly and you know he wasn't like this holy spirit you know in this shell of flesh that wasn't what jesus was yeah. that flesh was actually every fiber every cell that was all god yeah and, and the, the way it's been explained to me is we're humans having a spiritual experience when jesus came down he was a spirit having a human experience yeah. And I, it, it sums it up pretty well. Um, I mean, we can definitely get more in depth on that, like like you are right now. But I mean, like just yeah. just for basic understanding, it's kind of just like the roles are reversed. He's still the omnipresent God. He's not 
confined exactly. to that body. Exactly. But he was still that body. And yeah. I, I find that amazing as well. And when you when you look back to um, it, it's not from what I understand, it's not the f- quote first experience he's had as a person, but it was the experience when he was the lamb of God, when he was the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, like in. Oh, gosh, I forget one. Of, it's one of the first five books. I can't remember right now. Probably in Genesis. Uh, but he appeared to Abraham and it said that uh, it was him and a, a couple of angels. Now, whether or not it was fully human, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't studied that out, but yeah, I think you're talking about uh, Melchizedek, right? I think so. I could probably find the verse real quick, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, he was, he was, he showed up a couple of times, but not as the lamb, not as the sacrifice. Uh, and it's yeah. it's yeah. incredible to me how he can be human, but still be the spiritual being that he is, which is God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, that's <laughs> that's one of my favorite points. It's just like if God couldn't be that, you know, if he couldn't be flesh, then how could he go and touch these unclean people? And they'd be healed. Wouldn't he be dirty? You know, if he himself can even be, you know, a human like we are. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's our mediator. That's, you know, between God and man. Because, like, Moses couldn't look at him face to face, you know. God yeah. says, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, cover yourself up, you know. And uh, the priests, you know, when they would go into the Holy of Holies, they would be fully clothed. They would, you know, for that presence of God. Yeah, but and he, they had to know, be completely cleaned and washed. Oh, yeah. If, they, oh, if yeah. they missed one single step, they would die. If they oh, yeah. messed up a step, they would die. And that's that's it. Just shows how powerful his presence is. And I don't want to say he contained himself in a body, but he definitely made himself available in a body. Oh yeah, yeah. He was that body. So I like that when that body you know was sacrificed <laughs> it wasn't like just the spirit or whatever it was everything body yep. soul spirit which of which uh is what we're contained of that's what he is contained of and he would experience everything we experience he you know when we say you know he knows what you're going through guess what he actually does he knew what it was to actually hunger as a man he knew what it was to you know, sleep and do all these things that, you know, we do. And <clears throat> I've heard, I've also heard this too, that uh, he experienced all the temptations that we as humans, you know, face oh, yeah. all the, you know, the sin and all that he faced himself and not just this. And this is a theory. I don't, I don't know if it's exactly true, but I, uh, I think it probably is. I mean, <laughs> but he probably, I think he experienced everything on a much more uh, powerful level than we do as far as, far as you know, the, the temptation and all that. Oh, yeah. You know, and he really felt and he really did carry like the sins of the world when he was carrying that cross and all that for all our sins. Yeah, and that's what killed his body. It wasn't, it wasn't the cross that killed his body. It wasn't the whips that killed us. I mean, because when you think about it, th- think about it. Most people who were hung on a cross in Rome 
died at the nailing. Mm-hmm. Most people. If you survived long enough to come after that, when they made sure you were dead and they stabbed you, blood would yeah. not be flowing from you still. Yeah. When they stabbed him with that spear, blood was still flowing. Mm-hmm. It was not the spear that killed him. It wasn't the cross that killed him. It was the sins of the world that killed his body. Not his spirit, because again, he's a spiritual being. The body was yeah. just the vessel that let him become that mediator for us and become that sacrifice for us. And um, and another thing I wanted I wanted to touch upon too is he didn't just experience that we do and those kind of hardships. Look at how he was raised. He had mm-hmm. a mother and a father. The father wasn't his dad. Very yeah. that was that was extremely shameful back in that day. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still it's still considered shameful in most areas of the world right now when the mother steps out on the father and has a child but the thing is she didn't step out god Mm -hmm. had the divine conception with her and joseph was still willing to be that father for the child the earthly father for him and so he got to experience that And when you take a look he also got to experience lost or not lost loss when you look at when he's 30 and at that wedding with his mom, where's his dad? Doesn't mention yeah. that he dies at all. But you also don't see whether he left or died, he experienced that loss. He mm-hmm. experienced the death of a friend, Lazarus. He experienced joy at the at the party that he went to for that wedding and being grateful for them. He experienced joy when he performed the miracles. He experienced yeah. being hated on. I mean, he literally had to turn invisible and disappear to escape being stoned mm-hmm. time to die yet yeah. like he it's in well not insane but it's amazing is the best yeah. word i can think about i don't want to say incredible or unbelievable because that's not true yeah but it's it's amazing how he literally had every kind of human experience that one can have because yeah. you can go your life without it without being near death because of murder or a car crash. You can do that. He experienced every kind of thing that we could. I mean, with the limitations of the technology at the time, not saying exactly everything as in like, like I said, a car crash or a plane crash or being shot with a gun. I mean, there's things like that, that he wouldn't be able to experience at that time, but he experienced every category mm-hmm. of humanhood that you could. And that's, mm-hmm amazing to me Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's, (laughs) yeah i i uh it blows me every away every time i just (laughs) i look at that and i'm like like wow like that's that's really that's really who god is you know that's he became you know he became the creation you know he you know, he's the father and yet he's the son. It's not, it's not a separate identity. It's not a, tr- a trinity or, you know, whatever you would, he's, it's just one God, you know, and, uh, you know, and looking, depending on what uh, manifestation you're looking at, you know, he, yeah, he could be the father, he could be the son, you know, he's the Holy Ghost. You know, those are different manifestations, but it doesn't mean, you know, those are three diff- uh, separate different identities. You know, it's the same person, you know? 
(laughs) you know you could look at you know just a regular person you know like uh me you know i'm you know i'm a son but you know i'm not i'm not a father (laughs) but like i'm a drummer i'm you know i'm all these different things that you could look at you know depending on what area of my life you're looking at and all these but i'm still you know the name jesse still you know that's that's me that's that's my identity and that it's, it's no different with jesus jesus is the name of god and you know the father the son the holy ghost name is jesus it, it it just applies to all three of those you know yeah and people can say that we're off topic not talking about faith anymore but in reality that's that's one of the biggest parts of our faith is the oneness of god exactly there's there's exactly. plenty of people who believe that there's more than one God, that God was a woman, that God was whatever. Okay, that's that's not true for any of those things. But we we have that knowledge that God is one because we can take a look at, like you were saying, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, all being one thing. And when you think about it, you can you can do that just with Mary at time of conception for Jesus Christ. He became the father when she conceived. He was mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit when she conceived. And now that his spirit was in that child, he is now the son. And that was all three at the same place in multiple different places. So that, that yeah. right there proves his oneness, his omnipresence, mm-hmm. and yeah. his awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's amazing. And <laughs> That's that's the I, I find that to be the best part of our faith is that it's one God who can take on anything. Yeah, like not no one can I, I can I can be a father one day. I am a mm-hmm. son already mm-hmm. and I can have God's Holy Ghost in me, but I can't create anything. Yeah, I can't be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yet he is. And that's yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, we're right on topic because I mean that's what faith is. It's the knowledge of God, and this is this is who we understand God to be. This is how He's made Himself manifest and made Himself known. He wants us to know Him because guess what? When when we're called up there, and He's He's the first question isn't, "Hey, did you get the Holy Ghost?" or "Hey, did you get did you repent?" or did you get baptized? He's going to be like, uh, to all the unbelievers, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And uh, there's, uh, I think it's Second Thessalonians 1.8 that says, um, inflaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. I mean, we're told so much throughout the entire scripture of the importance of knowing God. And, and that is literally, yeah, and him <laughs> It's a two-way relationship, just like with any relationship. You know, the, he's trying to make himself known to you. He's, you know, trying to make himself ma- a manifest to you. And it's on your part. You know, he's, he's taking the lead. He's, he's, you know, presenting all these different situations and scenarios where, you know, you can look at this and say, oh, that's, that's, that's who God is. That's, you know, that's what this means. That's, you know, and all the scriptures can start to make sense and start to click in your mind and you respond to that that's that's what faith is you know he's 
you know, this is what his word is for. You know, we look at it and we say, this is who God is, you know, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually just searching up a scripture right now because I was reminded of it. Uh, do, 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 It's either in John or Psalms. Okay. Yeah. So to, to such as here, let me pull up the verse to get a better understanding of it. Uh, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. And I know mm-hmm. the word faith isn't mentioned there, but when you take a look at that, his, uh, let's see here, to do, do to them, fear him and his righteousness. So them that know and respect him and his righteousness unto their children's children. To such as keep his covenant, so to those who keep the agreement with him, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. I can know everything I can about God. I can be a top Bible scholar. If I don't follow and act upon that knowledge of God, what was the point? Mm Mm-hmm. If I know mm-hmm. it, and that that's the two-way street right there, because mm-hmm. I can know everything about God, but does he know me? Have yeah. I done anything for him to recognize me? Yeah. And yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing amazes him or surprises him, but what he loves most is when we're obedient to him. And part of that obedience is having faith and acting out on that faith. Yeah. What's the point of knowing a God that can do everything? And that can work everything through you if you sit there and do Mm -hmm. just like that parable that Jesus told about the three servants with the talents. Two of them doubled what they were given and the one went and buried his talent. Mm -hmm. The one took the knowledge of what the master gave him and hid it away and did nothing with it. Yeah. And it's just, it, it shows that two-way relationship is necessary right there. It's not enough for me to know God. Huh? I need God to know me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's what faith is. Um, I'm pulling up the scripture because uh, we've referred to it more in the beginning, but about faith and works being true belief. So, uh, let's see, James 2, I think it's, I want to say it starts at verse 14. Yeah, uh, it asks a couple questions here. It says, what does it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, which we talked about now, we clearly understand that's your knowledge of God, your relationship with God. And um, though a man say he hath faith and have not works. Can faith save him? That's uh, a question. And then it goes on. And then verse 17, it says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So, and, uh, you know, it, keeps, it keep, goes on, you know. Um, yea, man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there was one God, thou too as well. But guess what? The devils also believe and they tremble. <laughs> the devils know this too. They already understand that Satan knows who God is. 
the devils know who God is and they tremble. So yeah, great. You know who God is now, but what are you going to do about that? So, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? And we talked about Abraham earlier in this podcast. Uh, was not our father Abraham justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son up on the altar? Why did Abraham do that? Because God had promised him a seed before, and Abraham knew that. He knew who God was. He knew God could not deny himself. He couldn't break his word. So if he killed Isaac, either God was going to bring Isaac back to life or he was going to give him another son. Somehow, some way, God was going to make a way to keep his word because Abraham knew that about God. He couldn't go back on his word because he can't deny himself. God cannot lie. And Abraham knew that. So Abraham understood this and he acted on it. He obeyed God and he was willing to offer his son Isaac upon that altar. And that was Abraham's works right there. He's like, Hey, I understand this about God. I know. I don't know. And he didn't, he knew plenty about God, but he actually knew God. It's one thing to know about God. Yeah. You can know all these things about God. You can know all these things about, you know, an individual, but that doesn't mean you know that individual personally on a, in a, a relationship level, you know? Um, so Abraham actually knew God and he acted on that. And then verse 22 says, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, Abraham's works and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God right there. There we go. That is our definition of true belief, faith plus works. Abraham knew who God was. He had the faith and he acted on it. That was his works. And so I think it concludes in verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So that whole uh, 14 to 26, of James chapter 2, it really is a great passage for proving that you can't have faith without work or works without faith. You've got to have both to have true belief. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll let that be our final point. But before we go, I just I, I love when Abraham looks at Isaac and he says, we have the wood, we have the fire, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham looks his son in the eye and says, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Yeah. That's, yep. it ties in with the cross and <laughs> it ties in with faith. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me, but um, yeah. well, that's all the time we have for today though. Uh, unfortunately, we can't record as long as I would like to on this. Uh, but we will be back next week. Topic pending. Uh, go ahead and follow Jesse James on Instagram for that. And also Pablo's thoughts on Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting this podcast to whatever platforms allow us. And we'll be uh, posting every week. Uh, hopefully getting out by Saturday afternoon, if not evening. Uh, so tune in every single week to listen to this. Uh, but in the meantime, have a great day. God bless. It was a pleasure talking with you, Jesse. Yes, same with you, Pablo. And yeah, so on Instagram, um, as soon as I get this, it will be Jesse underscore James underscore 99. That's my account. Um, I'll be posting it on there. And then uh, Pablo can tell you his, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'll I think post he already it in did. the bio. I'll post it. Yeah, there we go. We'll post it in the bio. There we go. I don't so, yeah. My exact name. All those, <laughs> says Pablo Scott. <laughs> All right. Well. Right.
on that note, good night and good luck. <laughs>